Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Dana Workman from Haunted Highway on Sci-Fi, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Boom. This is Bill Murphy of Sci-Fi Channel's Fact or Fake Paranormal Files, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hey everybody, this is Rex Williams, the medic from Destination Truth, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. This is True TV's haunting evidence investigator, Patrick Burns. And ghost huntress author, Marley Gibson. And you're you're listening listening to to ghost Ghost host, Host, Sophia Temporelli. Ian, Michael Perry. And we're here... Hello, we're here at the ghost host with Sophia Temporelli and Weekly Paranormal. Weekly, weekly at LiveParanormal.com. <laughs> this is Stefan Brigatti from Pacific Coast Paranormal, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. She rocks. This is Christopher Sanders with My Ghost Story on Biography. You are listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hi, this is Professor Lloyd Auerbach, parapsychologist, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. This is author Alexandra Holzer, and you're listening to ghost host Sophia Temporelli. Hi, this is Jeff Belanger, host of 30 Odd Minutes, founder of GhostVillage.com, and author of lots of your favorite paranormal books, and you're listening to the ghost host Sophia on LiveParanormal.com. Boo! This is Nick Roth, executive producer of Ghost Adventures, the original documentary in Ghost Adventures, season 1 through 10, and executive producer of Ghost Stalkers, author of Chasing Spirits, the building of the Ghost Adventures crew, and founder of NickRothTours.com. You are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Tune in. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. Hey, everybody, this is Jeff Belanger, writer and researcher for Ghost Adventures. I'm an author, the writer, host, and producer of New England Legends, the television series, and the podcast. And I just love all things spooky, and I love that Sophia Temporelli has made it 10 years, a decade of broadcasting on LiveParanormal.com. Congratulations, that's an incredible accomplishment, and please stay spooky, Sophia.
That's right. It's a ghost of the show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. And congratulations, Sophia, on over a decade here on LiveParanormal.com and now GhostHunting.com. So you can listen uh, on both sites, too, as well. Thank you, Rob Sarek, the site founder, for providing this format each and every week. And thank you to all of our moderators. Throughout the years when we had no Internet feed, thank you guys for patching us through live events as well. Feel free to call into the show, 347-202-0316. That's 347-202-0316. And as well, I'll post all the links to our guest in the chat room too as well. So feel free to jump in. Uh, it only takes a second to get an avatar, and you're part of the LP family here. Any questions for our guests, make sure they're all caps in the in the chat room so I can pull them out for our guest and uh, Sophia, too, along the way. Hope everyone's keeping safe out there. Today, we welcome paranormal investigator, lecturer, IWI vice president, ring announcer, Discovery Plus paranormal night shift uh, uh, contributor, Darkness Radio host and producer, Tim Dennis. Subscribe and follow Darkness Radio now on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts for all of Tim's new episodes, including True Crime Tuesdays. Everyone visit darknessradio.com, Twitter at DRTimDennis at Darkness Radio, Instagram at Darkness Radio Tim, at official Darkness Radio 2 as well on Instagram. Upcoming, we have intuitive psychic Rick Wade will be returning on the program on the 25th of uh, June. We have other people securing their guests, so you don't want to miss any of these upcoming broadcasts. So like the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com Facebook fan page to learn of the guests as we learn of them real time. Uh, memberships here on Live Paranormal, they start as low as $2.99 a month, and Rob Sirk's great at rewarding the audience. So a lot of autographed books by some of your favorite paranormal authors with those DVDs, things of that type. He's great at rewarding the members here. Also, too, support the vendors. Uh, if you're getting Grandma a mail meter for her birthday, make sure you do it with the vendors here on Live Paranormal. And tonight, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, Beyond the Screen and Ghost Light Radio, as well as monthly Mondays right here Chip Coffee of A&E's Paranormal State and Psychic Kids, and now on Kindred Spirits is here Mondays monthly on Live Paranormal and GhostHunting.com, as well as Ben Hansen, Amy Goodwin, David M. Roundtree, Stefan Brigatti, Andy and Michelle Coppock, Ken Gearhart, and many more. If you miss anything, free MP4 iTunes downloads are available on the homepage of LiveParanormal.com. And Sophia, congratulations on over 10 years. It'll be 11 years at the beginning of next month. Thank you. I can't believe it's already been almost 11 years. You're doing a fantastic job. You've helped a lot of people through the years as well, and a uh, fantastic job. And uh, what did Mom get you? She went out and stayed in line for something today. What would she get you? Yeah, Mom went and picked up the PlayStation 5. Uh, yeah, I bought it, but uh, she was able to go get it uh, this morning since we were setting up for the show. And, uh, yeah, she she did it. Uh she got the voucher, everything. So that's pretty cool. I'm excited. Get to play Spider-Man. Yeah, right and she, yeah, she's a she's a trooper going out there and getting that for you. Well, you got these you know, Twitters, Instagrams, and everything. Where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at temporarily one L and Instagram just at temporarily. Yeah, and I want to thank Tim too. He's been gracious over the years. When you were little, and we'd go to darkness radio events aboard the Queen Mary. Tim, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tim. Hey, thank you. Um, by the way, I just went through uh, year 17 here at the, in January. Is mom going to go out and get me a PlayStation 5? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, 
She she did good. My grandma at the start of the pandemic was able to find the Xbox Series X, and uh, <laughs> so the two of them are just really hitting the luck with them. So I'll tell you, but, uh, your vibes are defined. Yes, they are. Yeah. I've been spending uh, lots of mornings looking them up, but, you know, uh, super happy I found one. And, uh, yeah, I keep looking. Everyone's best buy does get stock. Um, but thank wow. you so much for coming on today, Tim. Absolutely. Um, it's my pleasure to be here, and, and uh, congratulations on 10 years going on 11. Well, thank you. And, you know, congratulations on hosting Darkness Radio. Um, you know, Tim, this radio is such an iconic show, but what kind of initially got you started in the paranormal that, you know, led you down the radio route? Well, there, there are two different things, but they're one and the same. Um, the paranormal route really started uh, kind of with an experience, a combination of an experience and actually, uh, as I'm sure uh, Jean will, will relate to In Search of with Leonard Nimoy. I think I was transfixed on that program mm-hmm. as, a, as a child. Yeah. Um, but um, I, my experience with the paranormal really started in a way that scared me. Um, I, as a, as a kid, I hung out with um, my great-grandfather, uh, my great-grandfather Trombley. And one of the things about great-grandpa Trombley was he was missing his lower jaw from uh, jaw, uh, jaw cancer, uh, from cancer mm-hmm. of the lower lower mouth. And um, uh, he uh, scared my sister to death because he, he always had, like, a tissue in his mouth, and he couldn't, you know, he couldn't really speak. He kind of speaked in growls and grunts, so she would hide behind my grandparents a lot. But I learned how to play cribbage by sitting down and relating to him by playing cribbage. Well... I was, I think it was around 10 or 11 years old at the time he passed. And um, it was my first real out-of-body experience. What had happened is I went to sleep that night and um, I felt like I was floating on the ceiling of the hospital where he was. And, and I saw my, mm-hmm. my, uh, my grandmother and my great-aunt um, sitting on either side of him. Uh, in his hospital bed, and they were telling him things like, you know, Pa, it's okay to go. You don't have to be here or be in pain anymore. And I found it odd that they would tell him such things. And 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 then I, I, I saw, you know, I saw him start to slip away, and I thought, oh, my gosh, he's dying. He's dying. And it, it scared me, and I, I woke up from this, what I thought was a dream, and I ran into my parents' bedroom scared and I jumped in between the two of them and and I was crying I was sobbing and I said I said to my dad because it was his grandfather and I said um I said I said dad dad I said grandpa Trombley's dead he's dead and he said oh no 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 honey grandpa Trombley's not dead he you know he's sick but he's not dead and I said uh, no 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 he died he died and you know, he was trying to get me calm. Well, this was in the era of, you know, late 70s, early 80s, where having a phone mm-hmm. in your bedroom was kind of high status, especially <laughs> especially when plugged into the wall. Um, but my dad was a computer project manager. Um, and so he, we had a, not a lot of money, but we had a little bit of money at that time. So my dad had a phone near his 
his bed because he was getting calls at all times of the night. And uh, the phone rang about 10 minutes after I had jumped into bed with my parents, and it was my grandmother. And she was repeating a lot of the same stuff that I had told my dad and my mom. And uh, as I'm sitting there frightened, uh, listening and overhearing my grandmother tell my dad a lot of the same stuff I just got done telling him, my dad's looking at me like I'm a freak. And my mom is kind of almost happy and overjoyed because at the time they knew all this stuff was ESP, extrasensory perception. And mm-hmm. and my mom's like, oh, my baby has ESP, and she's all happy. And I'm thinking I killed my grandfather, my great-grandfather. Mm-hmm. And oh. so my dad just kind of looks at me and kind of angrily says, well, and this is on a Saturday morning, says, well, go watch TV and pour yourself a bowl of cereal and, and you know, and get out of here. And I, I'm sitting there eating cereal and watching Saturday morning cartoons and I'm sobbing uncontrollably. And there was nobody at that time like Chip Coffee or, or Chris Fleming or anybody who did a psychic kids program or, or Echo Bodine that could, could sit down and, and tell me you had an out-of-body experience and it was normal. It was okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, I can imagine that is a very ex- scary experience, especially for a young child. Did you continue having incidences like that later in life, or was that kind of just like a one-off thing? Oh, no. I, I, later in life, I had, uh, I had a couple different visitations. I, I would, it, would, it, it would be little things after that, but I would really try not to have them, Sophia. And, and, mm-hmm. and the reason being is that I really did believe I killed my great-grandfather. I mean, that was a, a hardcore belief in, in my, at least in my lexicon. I mean, like little things like the phone is ringing and I'd say to my mom, oh, it's Aunt Lorraine. You know, just off the top of, top of my head, I would say I, I would know who was, who was on the phone or if the doorbell rang, I would, knew, I, I would know who was at the door. Um, but then, um, you know, I, I would try to stop that from happening. I would try, and, instead of making it a game, I would, I would try to stop myself from doing that because I remind myself, well, you know, that incident happened with Grandpa Trombley. It could happen again. It was only, um, I even got into a phase, interestingly enough, um, <laughs> you may laugh, Sophia, when I tell you this, but I got into a phase when mm-hmm. uh, I was in my, well, I was probably in my early 20s where I really did believe there was nothing there when he died. Uh, almost not an atheistic side, but but mm-hmm. I just because I had had such a lack of things happen with me um, that I thought maybe when I thought maybe when you die, and I think we all get to that in our twenties where you think maybe when you die there's nothing there, and I think that begins your because I was an altar boy too when I was when I was younger. Um, you think maybe when you die there's nothing there, and that starts your search for something other than what you grew up with. Uh, Theologically, or in a theological sense, um, so it was only after I had been in this kind of theological hole of not knowing what I believed in that I went out to uh, Colorado for my cousin's wedding, and he—I knew my uncle wasn't well when I went out there. Uh, he had uh, leukemia and he had uh, COPD. And uh, he wasn't doing well. And I, I, we didn't know whether he would live through the, the wedding weekend or not. He was just kind of 
hanging on to see my cousin uh, survive, and or my cousin get married. So he was hanging on to survive through that. And um, so he made it through. The only thing he was eating at the end was my mom's potato salad and some popsicles. That was about all he was living on. Um, but it was a 12-hour drive from Minnesota out to Colorado and from Colorado to Minnesota. Um, but he was okay when we left him uh, after the wedding weekend. And he was actually kind of recovering a little bit. He, he had had his strength uh, when we left. And we drove the 12 hours home from Colorado to Minnesota. I got home. I crashed right away. I just kind of threw my threw my bag in a corner, and I fell asleep. And when I fell asleep, I had a dream, and there was my Uncle David. And it was kind of the stereotypical clouds are in the background. And, um, you know, there he was. And he appeared to me like he did when I was a kid. You know, he had kind of the slick back greaser hair and, he was a trucker when I was a kid, so he had his cowboy boots on and his typical Western shirt and jeans. And and uh, he said, well, kid, if you haven't guessed by now, uh, I'm gone. I passed away when I mean, you're on the road. And I said, you're gone? And he said, yeah, I, I'm gone. I died. But he said, you know, you've got all these fears about whether there's something on the other side, and I'm here to tell you there is. And I said, is that why there's a bunch of clouds behind you? Is that all there is? And he goes, no. And he started laughing. He said, I was just trying to find a background for you so you would, you know, you'd be somewhat comfortable. You know, I said, oh, okay. And he told me a a little bit about what was there. He said, I can't tell you everything because, of course, you're going to have your own experience. We all have our own experience. But um, Mm -hmm. he said, yours would be different than mine. But I can't tell you everything, of course. But you'll... You know, when you when you get here, you know, we'll all be here. We'll all be here to meet you. And uh, you just need to relax and just live your life and let things happen. And uh, I didn't know what to think at the time. I just knew that he was answering the questions that I needed to hear at the time. And uh, and it was, it was kind of comforting, you know. Uh, and then when I woke up, I was a little astounded, you know, I just, talked to David, so I called my mom, and I said, have you talked to Aunt Lorraine since we got home? And she said, well, no, I haven't. And I said, well, call her, because I think Uncle David passed away while we were on the road. So she called uh, Lorraine, and, and sure enough, Uncle David had passed away while we were on the road. So Wow. Was, yeah, that was the second experience I had had. Yeah, I mean, the second one obviously seemed a lot better than the first, but, I mean, it's great that you were able to take those experiences and, you know, really kind of immerse yourself in the field. Would you say it was the second experience of a family member passing away that, um, you know, kind of made you comfortable enough to enter the paranormal field, or did it take more time after that until you started really researching and, you know, doing radio and all of that? Well, I've been doing radio since uh, I've been in radio since 1988. It's been uh, mm-hmm. way too many years. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, starting with college and then moving into the professional ranks in 1992. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm coming up on that. Well, I am in my 30th year now. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, so I've been doing it way too long, Sophia. Way too long. Um, but uh, as far as the paranormal realm, 
of of radio that that kind of came when Dave approached me to do a Dave Schrader approached me to do a, a paranormal show when I was managing radio stations and, and doing operations uh, for a couple of different radio stations at the time. So uh, I was firmly entrenched in my radio career at the time when when the opportunity mm-hmm. to do a paranormal show came about. And I've always had the interest in paranormal. Um, that's always been there. And, I mean, I I listened to RFL religiously night after night after night. And, you know, I, I've even, I, I mean, back to, um, I, I, I mean, even board hopping, um, you know, some shows and, and hearing RFL, you know. I mean, there's there's been the the opportunity to hear those shows and and be there, you know, firsthand. Um, so, you know, I, I, it's, it's, I've always been entrenched in it and, and immersed in it. And, and it's always been top of the mind. But then when I was approached by Dave, I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. It, it's, it, you know, but my thing was, was, you know, with him, he had just come back from Unicon and, I said, well, you know, I'm already managing a few stations. You know, if you want to book the guests, sure, let's go. Let's do it. And he already wow. had already had a, a rich lexicon of, of guests from Unicon that he wanted to book. So, And at the time, keep in mind, there were only, I think, five podcasts out there, and including, including radio shows that were already podcasts. So um, there really weren't a lot of shows out there when we launched. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it was just not heard of, you know, to, to do a, a paranormal show or a paranormal podcast. It was kind of yeah. unusual, especially to do one with a sense of humor. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was kind of insane, no, definitely. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's great that you were able to, you know, do radio on the paranormal side of things too. And you already had that background. How did you go from working with Dave on Darkness Radio to now hosting Darkness Radio? Well, that I think I'll just kind of leave to the side. That's a little personal, but let's just say he he needed a change, and and mm-hmm. and and he he well he needed a change, and and he decided to make a change, and um, and so I I took the reins from him. So that's that's where uh, that's that's where we're gonna come in, and he's now doing his show, Paranormal Sixty. I'm doing uh, I'm doing Darkness Radio now, and, and I'm excited because we have a we have a whole new cast, which is uh, a whole new everything. Actually, everything old is new again. This is what's kind of fun, Sophia. Um, mm-hmm. We still have Mally Fox that uh, who comes by uh, and uh, does about a show a month. Um, I bring back Jessica Freeberg. Uh, from time to time as well, who's a former cast member who comes back and does Supernatural News. Um, but we've also added Beer City Bruiser. What I find funny is some people think I'm trying to turn Darkness Radio into a wrestling show. It's not true. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, Beer City Bruiser from Ring of Honor comes by um, and is on most weeks on both Dumb Crime Super Criminals on True Crime Tuesday. And uh, also does... Um, also does the Wednesday Supernatural News Show 
Uh, Beer City Bruiser, whose real name is Matt Winchester, by the way, is also a seasoned paranormal investigator in the Milwaukee area and uh, has seen and, and uh, heard things that will curl your hair and has actually had some amazing experiences on the road while he's been on the road with Ring of Honor. And uh, one of those, which I find is incredibly um, creepy in itself, uh, you know, the demon house that Zach Bagans did the documentary on? He's, yeah. He's actually, he's actually been to the site. He was he was uh, on the road in Indiana in Gary, Indiana, and decided to mm-hmm. stop by the property. And we were talking about it on a recent episode of of uh, Supernatural News. It was after the house was raised, and I was telling him that that tree in the front yard there's a portal behind it, and he came within like a foot of that portal. And I was telling him wow. how how like kind of dangerous that portal is. And you can see, he said, I had a really weird kind of bad feeling about the yard. He said, my wife wouldn't let me go any further. <laughs> so, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, I mean. Uh, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, it's really cool that, you know, he was able to go to the demon house and check out the property and, you know, kind of verify the portal for you. Yeah, so Bruiser's had uh, some amazing, amazing experiences. He's stayed in the Fister Hotel in, in Milwaukee there plenty of times, and I don't know if you're familiar with the, the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee, but the, the Brewers put up their opposition at the Fister Hotel uh, because it's like crazy haunted, so they put them up there so they don't get a good night's sleep. Uh, but he's got stories from the Fister Hotel. He's got He's got amazing paranormal stories, so he's he is uh, quite the uh, quite the uh, put it this way quite the rolodex of knowledge when it comes to haunted places around the country, and he's just been there just from his day job. So um, he's and he's just uh, he fits like a hand in a glove when it comes to supernatural news. So I'm uh, I'm really blessed to have him on board. So it's really cool. Well, I mean, that's awesome that everything is, you know, old is new again. Um, and it's, it's just really cool, you know, that you were able, like I said, to go from just mainstream radio to taking all those experiences you've had and put it into now hosting, you know, a paranormal radio show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, over the years, it's, it's been been a fun ride. It's been a really interesting ride. We've gotten to know a lot of a lot of interesting people, a lot of fun people, a lot of uh, good people. Um, and uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's been it's been a fun 17 years. Um, I I I don't know how else to put it without taking up the entire time we have with naming names. <laughs> um, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, I mean, well, like everybody from, uh, you know, uh, Jay Hawes and Grant Wilson and those guys from Ghost Hunters to uh, Zach Baggins and Aaron Goodwin and those guys from from Ghost Adventures, those guys are great guys. Um, uh, you know, uh, Katrina Weidman and, and uh, the kids from, I just say kids, I shouldn't say kids. I feel like I'm an old man. Um, uh, from, uh, you know, the gang from Paranormal State and, and uh, it's funny because when, you know, doing a show for that long, you see 
you see that it's, it's like we've seen the evolution of paranormal television, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and Absolutely. Um, it's really cool. Well, I mean, you know, you've, you've been in this game a long time, too, so you've seen a lot of a lot of paranormal TV shows, a lot of paranormal podcasts, a lot of paranormal shows that have come and come up and, and taken place. And some of them have kind of, you know, been there for a few seasons and gone. And some have, have continued and had staying power. And uh, it's just interesting, the mix of people that have come and gone. Some people have held on for a long time. Some people have kind of gone away. So it's very interesting. You know, and it's it's interesting the theories that have come and come and gone. I mean, uh, at the start of our show in 2006, nobody was talking anything about a quantum universe, or or about a quantum afterlife. Mm-hmm. And now that's a catchphrase, and that's a theory, and that's things that's something that people are talking about. I actually you know? uh, haven't heard much about that theory. Could you you know tell the audience more about that? The only thing I know about quantum is uh, Ant Man, quantum mania, anything with that. Well, Marvel. You're not. You're not. Yeah, you're not far off of it, actually, Sophia. Um, you know, an interesting guest for you to get a hold of and talk to, who can break it down in simpler terms, is uh, Mark Anthony, uh, the psychic psychic mm-hmm. lawyer. Um, who I'm sure would be glad to come on and talk to you about it. But I can break it down for you a little bit simpler, I think, than he he could take up the entire hour with it. But um, essentially, you know, you have. You have the theory of quantum physics, and the mm-hmm. idea of quantum physics is being able to create things with your mind, okay, or move things with your mind, yeah. stuff like that. Um, the idea is that with quantum physics, there's there's a lot of tulpa stuff in here as well, okay. You know you know the theory of tulpas, where if if you give something a story or a background and you Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, like at a location, if, if if you and I and your father right now are sitting here and we give power to something, we can actually create it. Okay? Yeah. Okay. So if the idea is that, and for lack of a better term, uh, there's a belief out there that throughout time that people have been talking about a god, or and this is in science, science terms, Mm-hmm. That that people have been talking about a god in a heaven or a god and an afterlife, and that through different religions and theologies, we've talked about whether it be uh, God or Buddha or Allah or whoever it be, we've talked about mm-hmm. that and we've talked about an afterlife. So through thought processes and through giving it power and through quantum physics, we've created a quantum afterlife or a quantum you know, a quantum physical pocket universe where our soul actually goes to. And there's been, if you Google it or if you go through Bing, some people use Bing, I don't know why, but if you go um, if you go and Google uh, quantum afterlife or quantum physical afterlife, you'll see all kinds of articles about uh, from, from different scientists that have published saying that they now believe that there is a quantum physical afterlife that your soul actually goes to. And that, mm-hmm. you know, energy can, can't mm-hmm. be created or destroyed. It has to go somewhere. They believe it goes to this quantum physical afterlife. So now science is actually backing an afterlife. 
So kind of like the quantum realm from Ant-Man, but through manifestation. Exactly. Exactly. That we as a, we as a, uh, a human race have created our own afterlife. And we've, we've well, spoken it into existence. It's good to know all the Marvel movies I watch are helping with the paranormal now. <laughs> it's not yes, a waste of time. Yes, yes, um, I, I, know I, love, I love Marvel movies. I don't think they're a waste of time at all. <laughs> Thank you. I try to explain that when I tell my mom, and she glazes over. She doesn't really care what I watch, but she doesn't care about superheroes. <laughs> my dad's forced to watch all of it. I, I love the hippo from Moon Knight, so I'm just I'm staying on that hill for a little bit. Um, well, whatever you yeah, so whatever you like do, don't, whatever you do, don't spoil Doctor Strange for me. I still haven't seen it yet. I was busy when it came to the screening, so I I didn't get a chance to see it yet. But I'm gonna Ooh. go see it here probably in the next few days. So I yeah. hey, it's okay. I haven't seen it either. I still haven't seen Spider Man No Way Home because I'm just waiting for it so I can watch it at my house on HBO. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. Well, that that by far is probably the best Marvel movie. So you're in for a treat. That that one was really good. Yeah, Spider Man's great. Um, can't wait to play that on the PlayStation Five. But I know we have to take a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back with more sure. questions. It's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Our guest today, Tim. Tim Dennis, uh, host of Darkness Radio. Everyone, darknessradio.com, Twitter at drtimdennis, at darknessradio, and on Instagram at darknessradiotim, at official darknessradio. It's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on liveparanormal.com. Late edition of the show. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dustin Perry, the Paranormal Rockstar, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with the most, Sophia Temporelli, only on LiveParanormal.com. Joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Psychic medium Erica Busserhaney, and you're listening to the Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Stay parafabulous. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Not only am I Dave Schrader. But I'm Dave Schrader of Travel Channel's The Holzer Files. And you're listening to <laughs> Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. 
I feel left out. I wanted to throw myself into your mix of, of voiceovers now. <laughs> I love it. You know, uh, it's almost like we didn't leave break. Damn, poor Dave left out of the sound bites there. But Darkness Radio, Tim, we got we got you and Sophia back on. No, I'm good. Hey, Tim, thank you again so much for coming on today. Sure. Um, so I know beforehand we were talking about some of your personal experiences as a child, but you also shared some of your personal experiences on Paranormal Night Shift on Discovery Plus. Can you tell everyone a little bit about what you contributed to that? Well, with Paranormal Night Shift, that was a little bit different. Um, they, mm-hmm. Now, it, it, <laughs> I should I should qualify something. A lot of people think that Tim that was in the first episode was me. It was not. That was a that was a different Tim that was working at a radio station that had the experience. Now, I've had mm-hmm. one I've had one experience at a radio station, and it was actually um, when in the very beginning of Darkness Radio, Dave and I were taping with Bob Baca, who's a, a psychic out of uh, Iowa, and I had a colleague that I was working with. Um, his name is John. I won't give his last name, but. Uh, John had had a gastric, uh, not a gastric, well, yeah, a gastric bypass, not a gastric sleeve, but the old-fashioned gastric surgery. Yeah. And uh, John had passed away because, uh, um, here's an ironic story about John. I'll go on a little bit of a side note here. Um, John uh, was kind of a slave to his passions, and his passion was food. And... We would go out to the Minnesota State Fair, and the station we worked for had a booth that was right next to the uh, roasted corn booth, and they used to give us free tickets. <laughs> and, uh, and it was mm-hmm. really good, but, you know, you can only eat so much roasted corn. Well, John loved cheese curds at the fair, and he also loved big uh, gallon, you know, uh, cups of root beer, which are both no-nos when you have a gastric, gastric bypass. So a lot of oh, times yeah. we would find, yeah, a lot of times we would find John passed out in the booth after he'd go get a big boat of cheese curds and a big 32-ounce root beer um, because it was just too much for the system. Well, mm-hmm. one night John was uh, fundraising. John and his wife were fundraising for Twin Cities Public Television, and it was the night of a uh, meteor shower. And he came home. And his wife decided to turn in, go to bed. She was tired. And John decided he was going to make some fish sticks and tartar sauce. And they had a bunch, they have a bunch of cats. And so he's going to sit up with the kitties and eat some fish sticks and tartar sauce and wash the meteor shower. Well, he did so, but he aspirated in his sleep and he passed away. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So Dave and I are... are sitting there with Bob Baca and we're doing kind of a little test reading with him before uh, we actually sit down and do the program with him. And mm-hmm. what's kind of freaky is we, pro- we, we did the test reading with him in a production room at a station that I was the operations manager at. And there's no way that Bob could have known, because Bob is in Iowa, we're in Minnesota, and we're doing this by phone. There's no way that Bob could have known that we were sitting in front of a window with a blue like a royal blue painted frame in front of it. And Bob says, well, you have a colleague, Tim, that is talking to me. His name is John. 
I said, okay. He says he passed away uh, from eating something he shouldn't have. I said, oh, okay. And he also says that you and Dave are sitting side by side in front of a blue window. I went, oh, all right. And then he goes on and on to describe the station that we're sitting at, you know, where we're sitting. And I thought, well, that's pretty darn accurate because normally a lot of psychics, when they when they call in, don't give you that kind of detail. But then he also gave mm-hmm. me a message to pass on to his wife about it, it was very specific too. When I called his wife to give her the message, she dropped the phone and started oh. to to just sob. And I thought, okay, this guy's like scary accurate. You know, like like you get, you know, generalizations from some psychics. Bob Baca, B-A-C-A is his name. Uh, he, he was so scary accurate. I, you know, it was, it was weird. It was just weird. But, but yeah, that was one of the, one of the experiences I had at a radio station. And he said, by the way, John is standing, Tim, to your right, right now, as, as we're sitting here talking. And he's in the station as we speak and he's he's that's why he's describing where you're at because he's there with you now so that's one of the the more awkward experiences i've had while i've been at work so that's the the premise of paranormal night shift are these experiences that you have while you're at work but the tin that was in the show was not was not me but I had, a, I had a great time filming, by the way, Paranormal uh, mm-hmm. Night Shift. And, that, and basically they, they brought myself in along with a few others um, to, to weigh in on different cases that, that are brought up in the show. Um, and by the way, I talked to Tobin the other day, the, the producer of Paranormal Night Shift, and they're looking to get a second season in here. And, and I asked him, I said, so am I, am I in? And he goes, yeah, you're in. But, you know, as soon as we get a second <laughs> season here going. So wow. they're looking to get a second season going. So. By all means, folks, if you like Paranormal Night Shift, uh, write to Discovery and tell them you want to see a second season of Paranormal Night Shift. Um, but, um, right. yeah, so, so yeah, that, but that's one of the experiences I've had while at work. I've, I've only had a couple, but, yeah, that's, that's one of them. Well, I mean, that's super cool, and everyone definitely make sure to go check out Paranormal Night Shift uh, so Tim can go contribute some more. Um, I mean, it's it's great to just hear, you know, stories like that where psychics are able to, you know, help someone in a way. I mean, you know, giving the message that he wasn't able to give his wife in life was, you know, I'm sure really meaningful for her. And just to have that confirmation that the psychic was so accurate is, you know, always something you really want in the paranormal because it just confirms, you know, there's people with these abilities that can really see the future or pick something up on you or talk to a loved one. And it's, it's really astounding. It is, you know, although you have to think that there's a, there's a, there's kind of a double-edged sword there. I, I was reading on Facebook was it yesterday. Um, there's a mutual friend of ours that also has the, and I won't name names again, um, but has the ability to also tell somebody the age where they die. Um, Mm -hmm. and she had a client come to her and she said, well, I want to know when I'm going to die, but also didn't inform her that she was on a hunger strike, I guess, or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. 
and and this friend of ours was given the uh, the date of June. So in other words, she's going to die like within the next few weeks. Um, oh my God! And yeah, so I mean to have to have that power, if you will, and then you know it's like I said, it's a double-edged sword. Some people set you up almost for success slash failure. You know, um, you know they they know what they're doing to themselves. They're just coming to you for validation, and sometimes that validation isn't so nice. Yeah. Right. No, I mean it's it's you know I think really scary to have abilities like that too because I don't think anyone really would want to you know have the weight of that on their shoulders knowing when someone would pass. Uh, I think that's really hard because it's like you know, do you want to let them know and give them time to get their life in order or let them live it worry-free? Yeah, and and the other thing, too, is you find, I think if you sit and talk to a lot of our psychic friends, I think you find out that half the job is really playing counselor, is is playing therapist. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the, the medium part of it really is just, giving them validation that everything is okay. But then the next part of it is how fast can you get over the loss of that loved one? And really that's when you, okay, you've got your validation. That's now when, if you still have grief issues, you should take it to a grief counselor, but they keep going back to the psychic medium expecting to get, you know, relief of those grief issues. And really they should be taking it to a counselor or a therapist. Um, But I think the, the psychic medium gets, Saddled with that instead. Yeah, that's how Peter was. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm I was sure going to say a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, Peter James, like his uh, best friend Victor, that knew him for years. Uh, he, you know, he noticed certain things. Like uh, Peter knew when his mother was going to die, and then he found suddenly that you know how Peter was acting when you know. About for a week, he he knew when uh, his sister was going to die, and then he said to him finally, "Just Peter, you you kind of you knew when these people were passing away in my life. Why didn't you tell me?" And Peter said, "You know, just quickly, like it's not my place to tell you." So he believed like it would take you know, there's the five stages of grief after a person's passing, and to be an individual that removes that from a some from someone else, it, that's just that's a pretty powerful thing. Yeah. Well, think about too, John. Think about the 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 anger you would have towards that person. You know, you at yeah, first but... you think, well, it's a relief. It's a relief that you told me. But then, I, second thought, maybe you were the one who caused it because you spoke it. You know, I mean, the the anger gets mm-hmm. misplaced. The anger in the in the grief cycle gets misplaced because then you're that blaming happen, the person yeah. who told you. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It's just at that point, you don't want to be told, I don't think. You just let life play itself out. Wow. You know? Yeah, definitely. I don't know if I would want to know or not. I'd probably just be super paranoid walking around. So <laughs> I think it's better just not knowing. I'm already yeah, enough you're... paranoid. I'm action prone. <laughs> well, you're right, Sophie. I mean, I think, you know, there's there's the adage uh, in the Bible about not knowing the hour of our death. I mean, you you don't you don't want to know because that if you knew then you would change the way you live your life um you would mm-hmm. either become hyper vigilant about getting things done 
or you'd be super aggressive about getting things done, or you would crawl in a hole and, and you would become super protective about everything. Avoid, and it would change yeah. the way, yeah, it would change the way that your personality would become. Uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't quite be yourself. And I think it's better just to be you and live the way that you're going to live life rather than uh, be ruled by the thought of death. You'd be ruled by fear. Absolutely. And, you know, with all of the people you've talked to and, you know, stories you've heard, I've heard you, I'm sure you've heard of some amazing locations to investigate. Where would you love to investigate the most in the world and why? Hmm. Uh, love to go to the catacombs in France. I'd love to go back to the mm-hmm. homeland in, in general. Um, uh, let's see. There's a lot of places I'd love to go to. Um, gosh, I don't know. I kind of envy a lot of my paranormal friends that get around quite a bit. Um mm-hmm. I, I want to go back to New Orleans. There's a lot of things I didn't get to see when I was in New Orleans. Um, uh, I don't know. People just start throwing me locations I want to go. <laughs> I, uh, I've been to quite a, quite a few yeah. famous places, but I'd like to see some of the places that aren't as famous. Um, you know, I, I think I know that's not a great answer, but I, I'd like to go to some places that, you maybe haven't seen on television. Um, right. I'd like to be to some of the places that haven't been trounced upon as much. Um, mm-hmm. And as weird as this may sound, uh, and I know some, some, I know a lot of people are familiar with it, but I have some Knights Templar history in my family. I'd like to go to some original Templar uh, lodges. Not not Ooh. talking about Templar lodges that are uh, Freemasonry lodges. I'm talking about original Templar uh, uh, meeting places, which, of course, are all over in Europe, um, right. pre-1307. Um, I, I'm incredibly focused on wanting to know more about my uh, 17th great-grandfather, Bernard de Tramoy, um, and wanting to know more about him because of the way he met his end. It's, it's wrapped in, uh, according to history books, it's not wrapped in much of a mystery at all, but why mm-hmm. he and his band were um, beheaded at Ascalon is kind of curious. But the official history goes that uh, they simply got greedy and we're trying to, the quote is, tried to get too much treasure before being caught behind the walls of Ascalon. Mm. Um, but the family legend and lore is that they actually were on a mission to get the Ark of the Covenant. Um, so I, I wonder, and it's just talk amongst the family, because the, the Tramalay family actually had the Shroud of Turin for almost 200 years. So, and it was given to the family after Bernard had passed. So the Tramalay family mm-hmm. was still in good with, with um, the Knights Templar. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know what, I don't know what, 
I don't know. There's something there. There's something there. So, um, but I, I would like to, I would like to see if there's any spirits around uh, some of those original meeting places. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, that would be super interesting. Um, and that's really fascinating, yeah. you know, family history you have there too. Yeah. 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 I think so. Some people don't think so. I, I, I saw one comment on uh, I saw one comment on uh, on a on a board that said they wish I'd stop talking about it. So. <laughs> They're just bored. They're we just bored. Too. <laughs> I, yeah, well, my my dad's be... uh, adoptive father used to guard the Pope in Rome, so you know that's, that's really the, cool. it's the church stuff that uh, <laughs> I think is, you know, the interesting things because it's still kind of random, even though there's a lot of, you know, people in history who guarded the Pope, it's still a very few number. And, you know, there's a lot of nice Templars, but there's still a very few that, you know, would have guarded something like that. Right. Yeah, no, that's really cool history. I mean, I, I find all of it fascinating. I really do. So, in fact, well, that one I, person's going to be we're... really, really pissed off on, on, uh, on Thursday of this week because we have a we have an author coming on to talk about Templar history and lore and, and believe it or not, medical cures of the ancient Templars. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, that will be super interesting. Um, I know we're coming towards the end of the show, though. So are there any websites, upcoming events, or interviews that you would like to mention? I'll be in Michigan, Paris. Oh, well, episodes, true. Um, let's see. I have um, – Kevin Sullivan coming on on True Crime Tuesday. We're going to talk Ted Bundy on Tuesday. Uh, Supernatural News on Wednesday. Thursday, we will be talking to John Hughes, who will be talking uh, will be talking Templar uh, histories and mysteries of the Templar, as well as, believe it or not, medical cures, ancient medical cures that we've forgotten wow. all about that the Templar origin, originated. Um, kind of some alternate history stuff with the, um, with the Templar. Uh, on Thursday. Uh, future shows, we've got a Bigfoot show coming up uh, beginning of June. Uh, let me think. I got a bunch of other things in the hopper here as far as uh, true crime comes to. Lots of good stuff coming up. You know, the, the one thing I guess I just want to stress to people is that um, I'm, I'm doing a lot of variety with the show. Um, I had a really, really good show with Caroline Corey on Thursday with uh, A Tear in the Sky. I don't know if you guys have seen this, this movie, but I'm going to encourage you guys to uh, at least listen to the interview if you haven't listened to the interview mm-hmm. yet, and then go watch this movie, A Tear in the Sky. I believe it's on Amazon Prime if you have Amazon Prime. Um, but go to atearinthesky.com. If you are a UAP or UFO skeptic, like I am, this movie will change your mind when it comes to uh, whether you believe in UFOs or not. I, and, and the movie's wow. got William Shatner in it. What more can you want? Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, even if you don't, uh, if you're not hot on the subject of UAP, the movie's great. It's called A Tear in the Sky. You can go to atearinthesky.com. Check it out for yourself. And it's completely science-based, but it's it's uh, – it's even got Travis Taylor from a, uh, from Hunt for the Skinwalker and the uh, series on history in it. Um, but I'll tell you, it's uh, it's fascinating, and it, it changed my mind on UAPs and, and UFOs. Um, but lots of good stuff coming up on the show. 
there's still funny in the show and darkness radio. There's still a lot of serious stuff on the show. Um, and I, you know what? I've had a lot of people say they absolutely love this 2.0, if you want to call it that darkness radio 2.0. Um, and, uh, the numbers are going up, which I love. And I love the fact that wow. new people are coming in and that they're enjoying the show. And I want to thank everybody that's, uh, come in and listen to it and giving it a chance and is there for the ride. I absolutely love that people are enjoying it. So, Well, thanks so much, Tim, and thank you for how you've been with our family at events and at things over the years. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure to uh, hang out with you guys and get to know you, and, and thank you so much for the invite. It really touched me. I really, really do appreciate it. It's an honor. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Tim. Um, you're always welcome back on the show in the future. And, uh, yeah, just thank you so much. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, Tim. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Well, fantastic show today, thanks, Sophia. Tim. Bye. Yeah, Tim was such a great guest. I want to thank you all for listening. The show definitely not be possible without all of you. And I think we have a holiday next week, so I will talk to you guys the week after that. Bye. Yeah, I'll be a best of next week. But for Tim, everyone, uh, darknessradio.com. That's darknessradio.com. And uh, let's see here. And, uh, oh, at DRT Tim Dennis, at Darkness Radio for Twitter and Instagram, at Darkness Radio Tim, at Official Darkness Radio. Upcoming, we have Psychic Intuitive Rick Wade. He'll be on uh, June 25th. And in the meantime, we have, uh, yeah, again, best of next week. We have other people securing their dates in the weeks following. So like the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com Facebook fan page to learn of the guests as we learn of them real time. We'll just be posting those there and not a lot of the other stuff. So great show today, LiveParanormal.com, GhostHunting.com, and uh, we'll see you two weeks from today. Hi, this is Debbie at Sion Ghost Adventures. You're listening to The Ghost Host with your host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. God bless you all. for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.LiveParanormal.com the only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun.